If you hear little crunchy noises, it's because I'm on Eddie duty and he's behind next to me with an ear. I apologize for that. Is it literally an ear? Yeah, it's like a cow ear. Oh, it's so gross. I know. But they love them so much. It'll keep them busy for the whole hour. (laughs) Those, you know, what's really gross is those bullies that are like tendons. Yes. Oh, you know what they're made out of? What? Bull penis. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And he loves them. So we have tons of them. Yeah, and they stink. But yeah, well, I found some brands that don't stink. They don't all stink. Oh, that's nice. Well, you have to do something with the bull penis. You've used Has the you've yeah. used the balls no, for the, the Rocky Mountain oysters, right? Exactly. It's yeah. nice that they're not going to waste. We use every part of the buffalo. Right. <laughs> Dogs to chew on. Yeah. Well, and the they're the only things that are like that that are health that are okay for them because yeah. they are actually bad and because mm-hmm. the other things that aren't actual natural materials they can choke on and stuff yeah it's bad for their stomachs no he he gets a bully stick almost every day and there's like circle ones he really loves the rings because he can carry oh. them around in his mouth and show everybody look at my penis <laughs> <laughs> want to hold my penis <laughs> don't take this, my penis this seems like a different podcast somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when the guys aren't here right <laughs> we just talk about penises penis all day. Talk. <laughs> it's weird i've always said that men are cruder, but women are dirtier. Yeah, that's I true. Think you're right. It's very true. And I like it. friends, welcome to the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. This is the Monday show in which we recap last week in TBTL history. I'm your host, and if I were a Pokemon, I'd be Abra, whose superpower is to be able to sleep anywhere. Today I'm joined by host Anne Jigglypoof Lundholm, who is a sugary ball of joy that (laughs) sings her friends and enemies alike to sleep with her beautiful singing voice. Hello, Anne. Hello, Christy. And last but not least, we're joined by Meredith Meoweth Mayhan. She's beautiful and graceful and loves shiny objects and to collect treasures. Hello, Meredith. Hi, Christy. Hi, ladies. This is a very special ladies-only podcast. Yep. What do you guys think? Well, we've already discussed penises. Right, right, so as you do. I think we're off to a great start. I think so. So... Let's, so today we're going to do some business, talk some TBTL, do some housekeeping, then get out of here. Do, uh, I've taken a little break from, as I call it, Pogo to record this show. (laughs) Uh, If at any time you go into withdrawal, let us know and we can pause and you can get a hit. Oh, I can uh, actually get them from my house. Okay. So you can just yeah. play right now. I can just keep it okay. going and I'll I'll let you guys know what if there's a charmander on my on my desk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. So first up in LRB business is that I will be taking a break from the recap shows, but I will try to be on as many Friday shows as um Anne will let me. What? Why am I in charge <laughs> of Friday shows? Because you kill because it you, every yeah, Friday. You do so. such a great job. They're yours now. <laughs> They're, that's great. your baby. Um, 
<laughs> should have done a worse job. Yeah, I know. Phone it in next time. No. So um, Fridays have always been my favorite show, kind of like my baby, my favorite thing to be on and be a part of. So I'll still try to be on as many of those as scheduling allows. And sometimes it's hard when we're recording with someone, you know, in Tokyo and then <laughs> Boston and then Seattle and people work and that kind of thing. So I'll try to be on as many of those. And Meredith, do you have a pup date? A little pup date. Um, Duff had to go. This We're recording this on Sunday morning and Duff had to go into the office. So I'm on uh, Eddie duty all by myself, which is tough when I'm in a room when I can't leave and I can't let him outside. So he just went outside for a long run and I gave him one of these ears. We were just talking about this. It's like a cow ear, I think. And I get him from Whole Foods. It's this big bag. It's disgusting. It's so gross. It's like this bag of yellow dried ears. And he loves them so, so much. And I have to have him next to me here. So if you guys hear like some crunching, it's just Eddie chewing just on a Eddie. nasty ear. So um, that's my pup day. He's doing great otherwise. And super cute as always. He is. And the last bit of business is the Chateau Saint Michelle picnic has been um, announced, which is August 31st. There is a Facebook event that Tier put together. So if you plan on attending or just want to follow it and see who else is, go ahead and go to the Stens page and find that. And you guys both said that you don't think you're going to be able to make it. Is that right? Probably not. It's unlikely. Yeah, yeah probably not. So there's no reason to go, basically. <laughs> no, everyone <laughs> should go. Okay, so who has Monday? I've got Monday. Okay, let's do it. 2160 cruising for a digital bruising. Um, Andrew tells us that he ran on a treadmill to watch a game of some sort. I forget what, a baseball game, probably. Mm -hmm. And he woke up very, very sore because he was just on the treadmill the whole entire game. That's a long time to be on a treadmill. Yeah. And then Luke is sore because he was building his beef castle by laying by the pool and drinking all day the day before. And he got a major sunburn. So I guess they're both doing really well. Yes. Um, and he's decided he needs a major sunscreen collection. I came to that yes. conclusion when I first moved to Texas. Like, this place is, in the t sun is so intense here. I could not believe it. And so you open up one of our bathroom cabinets and we have literally a whole entire shelf of like different SPFs for different, like for your face and for your body right. and sprays and creams and blah, 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 blah. And you just have to, otherwise you'll burn to a crisp here. Right. So if he's going to be laying by the pool, even in Washington, yeah, he needs a major sunscreen mm -hmm. collection. For sure. And you don't always think about your legs, you know, I'm or always, your feet or yeah, the tops I'm concerned of your ears. about my face. I'm always concerned about, I mean, I have a lot of hair, but I always have that part line. And if you go out mm -hmm. in the in the afternoon yes. for a while and you don't do it you don't wear a hat or something that hurts so yes. that's the worst burn too because when it peels it just looks like you have danger <laughs> yes yes yeah luke needs to be concerned with this hair yeah and my husband is a is a bald guy and he has a huge hat collection and that's just mm -hmm. how he deals with it because mm -hmm. you'll, you'll miss some spots or you yeah. know it's not enough so he is always always wearing a hat otherwise his head will get burnt um so, uh-oh, Eddie's mad about something. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we talk about the Nair commercial lyrics and, and getting them... Eddie, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> here, he has feelings here. about hats. Yeah. Come here. And Nair. And Nair. Yeah, he has strong <laughs> feelings about Nair. So, um, they talk about the Nair lyrics um, because we're talking about getaway sticks. And getting the lyrics slightly wrong seemed to, like, totally crush Andrew's spirit. <laughs> he kind of was like, oh, I did it wrong. Yeah. And he got really Andy upset. was right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we find out Tuesday, How many of right? you were singing that song all week? 
Yeah, basically. Totally. I still yeah. am. Well, I think he gets upset because he's so invested in commercials. He has this right. whole podcast about commercials, and he's done it there before, too, where he'll correctly sing an entire jingle from 25 to 30 years mm-hmm. ago. So he obviously takes his commercial lyrics very seriously. Yeah, for sure. And those are, and that's one of those that kind of is cemented in your brain from childhood. And it kind of feels like your childhood is ruined or so, or you were lied to if you get something wrong or like, oh, I thought that it was this this whole time. Yeah, but, but he, was, he right. was just playing a version that had it cut off at the beginning, right? Right. right. So he didn't have to have his spirit crushed. <laughs> um, Luke is talking about his mental illness happy hour appearance. And how did you he... guys listen? No, I did. did you? <gasps> was it good? So good. Yeah, it was great. So good. He was poo-pooing it. So I was like, oh, what if he doesn't want us to listen? Well, he spent the I think first... that he doesn't want to promote it. Yeah. yeah. He spent the first mm, 10 minutes of the interview talking about how he didn't think that he was fucked up enough to be yeah. on the mental illness happy hour. Aye, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't have the, uh, I would say, severe trauma that a lot of the other people mm-hmm. on that show have. But he, well, we all know he has his issues. And Paul Gilmartin was very sort of kind and welcoming and say, but these are the issues you have. So these are yeah. the issues that we should talk about. I thought it was mm-hmm. a really great conversation. I think he could have actually dove in and had another hour Mm -hmm. because just, I mean, he only touched on a little bit about being brought up in a Christian home where they thought the world was going to end at any time. And that, that messes with someone. Yeah. He talks about that later this week too. Yeah. So he doesn't talk about it so much, but I think they could have had a whole episode. And if he would have just, um, cause he focused more on the, um, wanting people to like him, which I know is like a huge mm-hmm. issue for him and a lot of people actually. Um, I think that if they would have gone in the, the Christian, um, realm or down that road, that would have been really interesting. Yeah. And he didn't talk about the gambling at all. No, no. And, um, Paul got in a little bit and said, Oh, do you have a problem with drinking? <laughs> <laughs> When he talked about all his bar fights. Okay. I need to go listen to that. Yes. And it made me, I've never listened to that show, although it's just been, I've been meaning to, it's just pretty long. It's about Mm -hmm. almost two hours. It's so great because after I downloaded Luke's, it downloaded the next episode. I love it. I'm obsessed with it now. Okay, great. Well, that's exactly the point of these sort of cross promotions, Right, right? For sure. Um, Speaking of promotion, Andrew also doesn't want to promote his show with Bean that he's doing this, this Friday. <laughs> but so he why? talks. I don't know. He talks about being so hesitant to put it on his Twitter feed or to tell anybody about it. Um, I don't know. That's that sounds like something that his fans would be interested in knowing about. So I don't I don't see a problem with him. Did you guys it. listen? I listened to a little bit of it. I was working at my second job, and it's uh, it's hard to listen there. Yeah, so. I was busy all day yesterday, but. Yeah, and it's two minutes of um, content and then 10 minutes of commercials. Well, so that's and not awesome. In the middle of it, there was a coup in Turkey. So right. uh, <laughs> that kind of derailed most of it. Yeah, that's not a great uh, deep comedy vein. No, not at all. And they, you know, because they don't do the news so much as they have someone, you know, an expert news person come yeah. in or whatever and yeah. talk about it. So it would be even less than that two minutes. Right. 
But what I heard was was great. And the promotion photos with them wearing those giant mm-hmm. foam cowboy hats were amazing. I did amazing. see that. That was great. <laughs> is it going to be recorded anywhere? Like, is there going to be a podcast? There, I think there is. If you go to the uh, Ron and Don is what it would have been yeah. called um, for that day. And I think that, well, what they used to do with TBTL, as you know, in the radio show is cut out any of the news and the commercials. So it might be about an hour podcast <laughs> right. of, of them. But they did have Luke on there to do uh, the Rachel Bell Ring My Bell, which is what her oh. favorite things of the week are. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of fun. Um, Luke goes on to talk again about his annoying habit of pruning his Twitter feed so that his replies and everything is gone. (laughs) I still don't get this. They should have talked about that on the mental illness happy hour. No kidding. (laughs) I think how how much more productive he could be if he didn't do this with his time. (laughs) That must take so much time. Um, I don't get it. I don't care. I just assume people have replies and stuff on their Twitter feeds that I don't need to, to look at. And it doesn't make me think, oh, what a what a mess of a Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Luke goes on his low carb grind again, talking about cauliflower rice and cauliflower tabbouleh specifically that he had at Whole Foods and he got a ton of it because he's afraid of scarcity. Um, and then he didn't like it. So I'm sure he just threw it all away. Have you guys had this cauliflower rice? I have had cauliflower rice. I have had Is it cauliflower good? tabbouleh. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of carbs. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I like it as a, as a bed. Sometimes I don't feel like making rice and Trader Joe's, there was a discussion about this on the Sten's page. And um, I am a defender of cauliflower, pre-made cauliflower rice. It's easy to buy a bag of it. It's not that much more expensive. And I made an enormous mess of my kitchen making my own cauliflower rice. (laughs) So it's worth it for the convenience to me. And all all I do with it is saute it in some olive oil and put a little soy sauce in it. And it's great. It's a great rice substitute if you don't feel like making rice. Mm. That sounds good. I'm a little confused on the definition of tabbouleh, maybe, because I thought that the they usually put bulgur in it, right? I thought Mm -hmm. that that or whatever grain they put in it, I thought that was sort of part of the definition so if you take that out and put cauliflower rice in it may be delicious but it's not tabbouleh is it <laughs> yeah it's cauliflower and parsley and tomatoes <laughs> i don't know that sounds like it'd be pretty good yeah i'd eat it yeah i wonder if there was just a weird s- seasoning or sauce yeah. on it or something i've looked for that at my whole foods and i can't find it so maybe it's just in his location yeah. i think it what I think it's in the, you know how they have like the salad bar. It's yeah, in that section. Like oh, with okay. all the different mixed up salads. Mixed yeah, foods, yeah. yeah. Um, what's next? Oh, they move on to their, they get an email in the middle of the show from Steve <laughs> Nelson about how they have to finish their Thrive reports. And then they go on this long, long tear about how they cannot handle doing their paperwork and they certainly can't figure out how to VPN into their systems. And, and I, somehow the rest of the universe has got this figured out, but it totally perplexes both Luke and Andrew. I cannot believe how unaware they are. And the, even Luke even says this at one point. He's like, I know that you guys are probably rolling your eyes so hard and being like, yeah, we all have to do this. And we do. I mean, everyone has to do these dumb reviews and they don't, especially in my case, I have to do I have to do two twice yearly reviews and they aren't tied to anything. They aren't tied to my raises. They aren't tied, you know, there's no outcome from these, which that's my gripe with them. It's like, I always do well, but it doesn't get me anywhere. (laughs) It doesn't get me a raise. Um, 
So I have this with my company because we're just a small Seattle location of a very large corporation that's in New York and we're not on their uh, network at all. And so to be able to get anything that has anything to do with that, which is a lot, we have to VPN, but we have this password issue too, where we have to have a secure ID to change the password to get into the regular secure ID place. So I have three different ones of those apps that Andrew was talking about where it gives you a number and you have uh 60 seconds to enter it. And, and if we have to call it, we can't talk to it until we use one of these to get a code to be able to talk to them. And then they have no idea what we're talking about because we're only 30 people. So them talking about that, I'm like, I, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but at least people will talk to you. We mm-hmm. can't even get people to, to speak with That's us. That's interesting because about- I, I work for a hospital and they keep the health information on serious, serious lockdown. And we don't even have to do that. I have yeah. um, I have an app on my phone so that I can get my work email on my phone securely. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Um, otherwise, we just have to have several layers of, of insanely complicated passwords. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. We all laugh about why they have to be so secure um, when there's nothing there yeah so that's one of the reasons we're not going to we're not pushing to integrate with the system with their system at all because it's so crazy yeah it'll be worse yeah yeah um they move on to icp and Derek erdman talk um and andrew facebook friend requested him and he didn't (laughs) accept it (laughs) this is my fear yeah i i got a little that's why i don't either but i'm friends with Derek erdman I w- of course you are. There was a little bit of, doesn't he know who you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, send him a message and tell him who you are. Yeah, then he'll be your friend. Um, they discuss the, that they're going to do a Pokemon Go episode, uh, which they do on Friday, which I'm excited mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, and then we kind of go into the story about Peter Doige painting a painting and then saying, no, I didn't paint that painting. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about this story? It wasn't super compelling to me. Oh, I thought it was interesting. Really? Yeah. Well, I went and I looked at the painting in question. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the artist Peter Doige's work. And they don't look anything alike to me. So, so you think I don't it's possible that he could... really didn't? Yeah, that it's just this massive coincidence that it's this other Peter Doige spelled with an E who painted this a source not shitty painting but i don't mm-hmm. think it looks like an incredible work of art i just feel bad for the guy who's all of a sudden on trial for no reason and right. having to pay legal fees at at some point i would just say okay you're right i did it i mean because it's yeah. no nothing happens to him except for his collection gets added a shitty piece of art right i suppose but it's costing him so much time and money to prove that it isn't you mm-hmm. know what i mean how do you prove you weren't somewhere? <laughs> I have that problem every s- time I get a phone call from somebody w- wanting to collect a bill from me from s- isn't who isn't me. They're like, <laughs> is this Rachel Smith? And I'm like, no. And they're like, yes, it is. You know, like they, yeah, they, they don't, don't believe, believe you. Me. Yeah, <laughs> right. like, how do I prove to you that I'm not her? Like, right. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we need to get Sarah Koenig on it. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. This sounds like something she should unravel, actually. Yes. Ugh, so the third season of Serial yeah. gets even more boring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to uh, this um, really odd high-end fruit market for the purposes of prestige in Japan. 
Somebody bought some grapes for $10,000. I hope they tasted good. Those they, better be the best grapes ever. I know. And then they kind of started talking about the most expensive thing they ever ate. Do you guys mm-hmm. know the most expensive thing you ever ate? Hmm. I probably drank. I've drank expensive champagne and wine before. Mm-hmm. But I just feel that expense usually comes with meat products. Yes, I was thinking about this, and I'm sure that I've had some very expensive wine, probably like probably in the realm of like the $300 a bottle in a restaurant, which is like mm-hmm. $150 if you were to buy it at yeah. home. <laughs> um, but then also like we went out to a sushi place the other day, and, and they had Wagyu beef, like real Wagyu beef. Um, and that costs, I don't know, $100 for a couple of ounces. Oh, wow. Did you have it? Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was <is> worth it. <laughs> they, serve it. they serve it raw on a hot, and they give you a hot rock, and you cook it for like a oh. couple of seconds on either side. Do you get a discount because you have to do all the cooking? <laughs> <laughs> they have to save somewhere. <laughs> and if you're Luke, how do you get it well done? Right. Exactly. Uh, you ask for you two can. rocks, they and throw you smash you. it. No, they throw you out <laughs> if you ruin Wagyu beef like that. <laughs> Andrew how talks about, about you, and- yeah. Oh, I don't think that I eat in such fancy places. I <laughs> when um, I think it was my grandmother's 80th birthday, my grandpa took a whole bunch of us out to this steak place called Murray's, which is a really old school. They have like um, deep velvet red booths and the the wait staff has all worked there for 30 years mm-hmm. and they have uh something called the silver butter knife steak that and this was i don't know almost 20 years ago and i think it was 78 dollars, but it was meant for two people oh, boy. or they have the the golden butter knife steak which was 115 dollars for mm. three people so I don't even remember what I got. That was the time I did challenge my brother to order a corn dog. <clears throat> excuse me, using the ladies' man voice. You remember Tim Meadows used to do the ladies' man character <laughs> on yes. SNL. So I tried to get him to do that, and when the the waiter came around to him, he said, "Yes, I would like to order." And then my aunt whacked him in the ribs really hard. <laughs> so it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Andrew talks about going to claim jumpers and getting an ore cart, which was fifteen to seventeen dollars. And I think that was supposed to be a joke. Like that was his most <laughs> yeah, expensive. I so. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand that very well. I um, looked at the menu for claim jumpers, and I, I gotta say, I'm not that impressed. My dad calls it the big food place because you get so much food in your order. I mean, the plates. I don't even know where they buy these plates. They must. I mean, they must special order them because they're giant and you just get so much food there. And I think that's the appeal of it. Just enormous portions. So is the yes. ore cart like an actual like cart that they roll up <laughs> oh, to your table? That would be amazing. <laughs> I've never, I've never gotten it. Uh, but I, I, is it just like an appetizer sampler or something, right? Like yeah. everything fried. They just mm-hmm. dump everything in the kitchen into the fryer and put it on a plate. Oh, no, I awful. thought when I looked at the menu, it was like you got to pick basically three Ooh. dishes from that category so you could get like the steak and the what other steak and probably <laughs> some more steak three different steaks mm-hmm. um i they have a really good salad bar and so that's what i like because you know it's a little bit higher end than if you were to go to i don't know what 
sizzler or something. I don't know. And um, then they make really good homemade breads. Well, and you don't eat meat. So what's the purpose of exactly. getting an ore cart? Not, no, I would not get an ore cart. No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to emails, we get some tips about an app called Fast Customer that calls a company and waits on hold for you and then calls That's you back. That's amazing. Yes. I'm going to do that next time. I need to call somebody. Um, there's one about speaking German with a Swiss accent and how it messes up the voice recognition trees. Like they never yes. understand what this poor guy is saying. Oh, yes. this made me so happy because <laughs> I had to tell you guys, I lived in Switzerland for three years when I was growing up. And so I am intimately familiar with the Swiss accent and how it differs from the German accent. And it's really true because there's actually a, a Swiss German language, but it's a completely oral language. So all the um, official the signage and the books and everything, they're all in high German, they say. And then people speak Swiss German on the street. And it's just not even a mm. dialect. It's just mm. like the pronunciation is perverted a little bit. So did, how did Luke do when he gave it a try? Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so, so and did people have a hard time understanding you? Um, well, a lot of people speak English. You know, they Did you they, have to learn to speak German there? Yes, I took German classes. I would say that I was sort of semi-fluent. But hmm. and and I was a kid. We lived there when I was age 9 through 12. So, you know, that's when you pick it up pretty mm -hmm. fast, but it's it's all it's all atrophied now. But mostly, I mean, the kids they start out speaking German and then eventually they learn French because Switzerland has four national languages. Right. Oh wow. And then they'll start on English and then they may go to Italian. So, hmm. um wow. uh, I know it makes you feel like a real slacker living yeah. in this country yeah. where where maybe you learn Spanish and then forget it immediately. Right. Immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. As soon as you get that credit, you're done. <laughs> um, they go out with a song by the Avalanches, which is a band I used to love. I loved that Frontier Psychiatry song and I completely forgot about it. So I really appreciated that little blast from the past and they have a new album and they played the song Because I'm Me, which I didn't like as much as I like Frontier Psychiatry. Anything else right, for Monday, guys? I don't think so. Okay. Nope. All right. Let's go to Tuesday, 2161, Fluent in Ham. And there's a lot of uh, just bitsy piecey stuff at the top of this show where they're talking about um, Luke's stolen NPR headphones are starting to break <laughs> down. <laughs> And it turns out they apparently get most of their audio gear by stealing it from various jobs <laughs> they've had. I love it. Um, I like that we learned the term slapback. Yes, that's we so get good. that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I, who knew that it actually had a name? Um, and Andrew has been illegally downloading something, and he thought he was getting a virus, so he went into panic mode and <laughs> shut everything down and restarted everything, and now he doesn't know. And that's kind of an awful situation where it's like a little time bomb waiting late. I actually I got a virus on my work computer once, and I wasn't doing anything that should have attracted a virus, you know, like looking at some... Um, 
food websites on my lunch hour or something. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, all these porn pictures started (laughs) popping up on my screen. (laughs) What did Mike call that one time? Like a spider's egg? Yeah. Explosion of pop-ups? And I was like, ah, ah, what's happening? I didn't do it. And uh, (laughs) my friend Kevin thought it was hilarious to start pointing it out to everybody walking past. (laughs) Of course. Including oh, our assistant directors. Like, look, oh. Anne's got porn on her computer. <laughs> yeah. That's Stop when you want to just, like, unplug it and throw it out of the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's... Um, then IT sees all the unusual activity and shuts down the jack really quickly. Oh, no. Oh, no. So then you have to go through it all with IT and get it all like, fixed. I swear but... I wasn't looking that on purpose. I know. I was yeah. highly embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> there is some talk... I forget how they get into... Um, Indiana Jones plot talk, which, of course, they can't remember because they never remember the plots of anything. And I don't think they had ever seen it or... No, no. One of them had seen half? Yes, Luke talks about watching Temple of Doom at Mm -hmm. James DeMuth's house. (laughs) And that brought on the story of Micah, who was not his stepbrother, but the kid of his mom's boyfriend, who referred to sex as waxing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one. (laughs) Yes. So that's all kind of swirling around at the top of the episode. But then when we get into the content, uh, Andrew says that Vives has been out of town and he really wanted barbecue. (laughs) So he, uh, was this a takeout thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he called and he ordered tons of barbecue, (laughs) but he kept saying we, like, like, we'll take this. We'll take this because he was ashamed to be ordering so much for one person. We all hate sides. All sides are disgusting. We don't don't need give any us sides. that. Yeah. <laughs> Going to a party, those are all taken right. care of. Yeah. And hey guys, do you want some ribs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they want ribs. Ribs, yeah. And Luke's talked about this in the past where he would go through the the drive-through after the casino and whatever mm-hmm. and he would get two meals and he would always yeah. order two drinks just because right. he didn't want them to know they were both for him. Right. But have you guys ever done this because I have never thought one way or the other about what the person taking my order thinks. No, if I want no. a lot of food, I'll just order a lot of food. I don't care what they think. Right. I think this is um comes from a everybody is thinking about me and judging me at all times yeah issue mm-hmm. yeah because even a stranger thinking that you might be a pig is an unbearable right. cares thought, right? right they don't care they just want their work day to be done right <laughs> yeah and sometimes I, i'll order double because i want food for tomorrow like it's exactly. not that i'm necessarily eating it all. And, and i that's as far as i've ever thought about it honestly right <laughs> Uh, then they get into talk about throwed rolls, which was a new thing to me, which is apparently a big deal in Missouri, having throwed rolls. And when I did some Googling, I came up with Lambert's Cafe, which they mentioned a little bit later in the conversation, which is the home of throwed rolls, which apparently just means that they literally throw them at you. <laughs> I thought it had something to do with the preparation technique. Me but too. Nope. <laughs> I don't think so. Because you can get like, there's often verbs when referring to to bread product. There's like drop biscuits. Pulled in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, this is a new one for me too. I've been to Missouri, but I've never seen this. I I kind of want to have these. I want to have one Well, you could have one today if you wanted. Just (laughs) have someone throw (laughs) a wine roll at my head. a roll at you. (laughs) Ta-da. It's happening. (laughs) 
Uh, and I guess our top story of the day, maybe, is uh, the first real discussion of Pokemon and sort of a planning meeting for <laughs> the Pokemon show. And um, I want to, uh, I shared this in our chat, but I want to read for everybody the text that my brother sent me on yes. Thursday. <laughs> yes. My brother Carl sent this to me. It says... Hope you guys give the TVTL boys some serious shit for not knowing anything about Pokemon. Chief among their offenses. One, Pokemon was a video game first, followed closely by, among other things, a cartoon, toys, movies, and the card game Luke and Andrew mentioned. In its heyday, Pokemon was a phenomenon that saturated virtually every aspect of kid culture. Quote, sort of like magic, unquote, is not an accurate description. (laughs) Two, and this is perhaps an even more serious offense than one, Pokemon is both singular and plural. Pokemons? Does that sound right to anyone? <laughs> I think they figure that out later yep. in the week. Yes, yeah, they, they did. did. When they're it's, playing it, yeah. Pokemon is like moose. Singular moose, plural moose. But um, So this made me laugh because I didn't know that my brother had ever listened even to a moment of TVTL. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what was the last straw that yes, made him exactly. have feelings. And yeah. and I actually, I, I don't uh, think less of Luke or Andrew for not knowing the Pokemon history because, um, so I'm their age and I became aware of it right around the end of college. So it wasn't really, I guess, Meredith, you're a little bit more in the age group that would have been interested in Pokemon. I kind of missed it. I think my my younger sister, my sister's two years younger than me, and she was kind of into it. But I I, I, I kind of missed that whole thing. Yeah. So I just looked it up, and it came out in the USA in uh, 1998, and that would have been college. And Luke yep. had a three year old child. Yeah, I was yep. 16, <laughs> 15, 16. Yeah. Right. And, and Andrew didn't have any younger siblings right. to. Uh, fill him in about it and the reason that i know about uh pokemon is because um uh the summer after i graduated college i had moved back in with my parents because i was flat broke and i was getting ready to go to grad school and my brother carl was going to be a senior in high school and he so he was getting ready for college and my mom had just started um selling mary Kay cosmetics so she was all up in her thing and my dad was the usual sort of unavailable workaholic and I was kind of worried about Matt my youngest brother he was 12 and I felt like he might get lost in the shuffle a little Mm -hmm. bit of all the rest of us so one day I said to him hey tell me about this Pokemon thing and then I got about an hour and a half dissertation on all the ins and outs of po- Pokeballs and different Pokemons and Pokemon evolution and trainers and gyms. And then I was treated to long demonstrations of the video game. And then we would watch the cartoon together. So I know all about Pokemon. That'll teach you to get involved. Yeah, don't ever worry I, about a kid no, again. But, but here's, here's the thing. I would say a couple of months later, I was running some errands and I used to take him with me, you know, just, hey, you want to come and hang out with me and go to Target? Mm -hmm. And we were in the Target parking lot and he says to me, Anne, you know why I like being with you? And I said, no, why? And he said, because when I'm with you, we get to talk about the things that I like to talk about. And I thought, oh, God, I'm doing something right. So it was all worth it just for that conversation. That was cute. What a good sister. Yeah. 
I try. I mostly just tried to kill my little sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're 10 years older, it's yeah. not much of a competition anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. Um, so they talk about specifically uh, with Pokemon Go, can they still cover this craze? It's a week old. Have they missed the train? <laughs> Phenomenon. <laughs> no. I think at the time they even thought it was two weeks old, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's definitely not. I don't think it's gone out of style yet. No. And they mentioned a website called Pokepeen. Oh, no, I'm not looking. Oh, it's the not safe for work ones, right? No, no, it's not safe for work. I was curious. I went and looked at it and some of it made me laugh and some of it was just lame. It's just guys with their junk out. It's mostly an excuse for guys to post picture that and some of them are kind of funny like they um they position the camera so where the the pidgey is sitting on their wiener or something Ew, <laughs> some uh, of them <laughs> i made a bad idea oh no i'm looking now <laughs> i oh, thought maybe no. they'd be covering them up or something they're not oh no. the guy that has the crab on his junk yeah. that's just bad <laughs> is he trying to tell us something yeah he that's how he tells his girlfriend Guess what? (laughs) So I was amused by that. Hopefully you didn't look at work. (laughs) No, I I have some sense. (laughs) In emails that day, they go back to the subject of the Snowbot, the Edward Snowden uh, robot that allows him to travel the globe. And we find out they're actually called telepresent robots. And uh, Jim in Boston has a funny story about seeing them waiting to get on the elevator because obviously they can't press the button. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> they have to wait for someone to come along. And then Troy from Wisconsin, um, he talks about how the robots don't always get returned to the charging station. And sometimes mm-hmm. they get they get into the elevator and they get lost because <laughs> the signal doesn't reach in there. <laughs> And he wants to get Luke and Andrew a, a test drive on these. So oh, I don't know amazing. that that would happen. That would be really cool. Oh, I wish I worked for like a drug company or something that had enough money to have one of these because I work for a nonprofit hospital and I would love to just drive around the office and say yes. hi to my old coworkers that I don't get to see anymore. It would be funny to use one of those robots and sneak up behind someone and see what they're <laughs> looking at online. I would go to the cafeteria and say hi to my old cook friends there. Yeah. And we have... We actually had a bunch of emails on this day, including a correction on the the Nair commercial. But the other email that I thought was really interesting was from Sarah, who went to BYU or had a boyfriend at BYU, I guess, who was in the Ham Radio Club in 1999 Mm -hmm. because he was Mormon, obviously, if he went to BYU. And because they're so worried about the end of days, they Mm -hmm. make sure that they have people that know how to use ham radios. And Luke takes this as an opportunity to talk a little bit more, as we um, intimated earlier, about being a child in a family that believes in the end of the days and how, as parents, you shouldn't freak your kid out about it because there's yeah. absolutely nothing that they can do. Yeah. It's abusive. And it's just, yep, it's just going to make them scared. And mm-hmm. it's true. He had a really good point I hadn't thought about is that when you're a little kid, you don't know what's possible or likely. Right. You have no idea. You believe, like, in, you believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was I was sure, my parents were very safety conscious and I was sure like the, the amount of preparation they did for in case there was a fire, I just thought everything was burning down all the time. 
time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I thought there was like, it's just a matter of time before our house burns down. Maybe it's yeah. going to be tonight. And it's not, it's not a, if it's when. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so the, the thought that the world, we were a slightly religious household, but I wasn't worried about the, the rapture so much. I kind of figured mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen in my lifetime if it was going to happen, but they didn't focus on it. But that would have scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Poor Luke. I know. Yeah. No wonder he has issues with religion. The sad yeah. thing is that people who really do believe that are probably, they have to tell their kids, like they feel like they mm-hmm. have to prepare their children for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a Jeremy was raised that way. And he says that if you don't tell people about it, then and you and you actually believe it, then you're wrong. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's extremely abusive and scary. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, let's move on to Mm -hmm. Wednesday. Uh, 2162 Skinnamon Toast Crunch, (laughs) which is a title I liked until I figured out where it came from what it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> I saw that come across my on my phone I get a little alert when there's a new TBTL and I laughed out loud at the title but then when I heard the story I was like oh yeah. gross <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Luke gives us a little update on the ditch digging it turns out that ditch digging is followed by ditch filling in <laughs> <laughs> and the wall is done but he's very tired actually I'm surprised from all the drama around the wall I thought it was going to be much longer before everything got sorted out so that's great yeah i was also proud of him for taking some of that load off of carrie yes he filled in the (laughs) trench himself Mm -hmm. (laughs) yay what a guy andrew is taking mucinex ew i made a vow long ago that i would never ever take mucinex just on a matter of principle because i hate those commercials so much so terrible disgusting unfortunately i had a cold last year or something and it was something i'd never had before where like the it was like a hard knot of phlegm in my throat and i couldn't cough it out no matter what i did and when i went to the store the only thing that seemed to fit all the symptoms symptoms was the mucinex and Mm -hmm. so i reluctantly bought it and it worked like a charm yeah it is yeah it it is effective that's the only way it's probably is still in existence so by the generic version yeah Yes, I bought it despite the advertising, which is not a a great vote of confidence for that. And then Luke has to bring up Digger the Dermatophyte from those nail (laughs) fungus commercials, which is just as bad. I, I'm always amazed at the creativity of peop- of these ad agencies who have to come up with marketing for products that are just inherently just gross. gross. Yeah. You know, like the the people who there's kind of a clever new hemorrhoid commercial mm-hmm. that came out. I forget the details, but I remember thinking, like, I feel bad for those people who had to sit around a boardroom <laughs> and talk about how to sell Yes. Like butt cream or, you know, <laughs> fungus for your toes. I always just think of Don Draper. How would yes. he, he do it? <laughs> probably not with Digger the Dramatophyte. No, probably not. <laughs> Andrew wants to know if allergies can turn into a cold. They can't turn into a cold, but they can turn into a sinus infection. Yes, that used to happen to me ah. every year like yep. clockwork. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then that turns into a little bit of talk about cold medication and how it affects them and balloon head and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my mom is a nurse, but for some reason she doesn't really believe in medicating unless it's absolutely necessary. And so the only time we ever got cold medication growing up is if we were coughing so much that we were keeping her awake at night. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. And she had this ancient bottle of something that had to be at least 50% alcohol. 
and she would take you into the kitchen and make you take two tablespoons. And after the first tablespoon, it was so gross that you were like, no, no, Mm -hmm. I'm good. I don't want any more. But uh, so I never, ever take any, not at least not the NyQuil stuff, not the stuff that you drink. I would take the capsules. The capsules. My mom's Mm -hmm. also a nurse, but she's the polar opposite of your mom where she will medicate everything. Mm -hmm. If you have a tiny little ache here, have four ibuprofen, you know. Um, So it was all the NyQuil, all the, you know, decongestant codeine. She never goes for the fake Sudafed. She goes and gives her ID and gets the real Sudafed with Sudafedrine in it. (laughs) I want to live at your house. The codeine (laughs) cough syrup all, you know, all the way. She and she and uh, Lil Wayne would get along, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I consequently have no problem. I'm, I have an enormously complex medicine cabinet, and I'm proud of it. Oh, that's cool. I wouldn't yeah. even know where to start. I dispense them out to my husband. He kind of didn't grow up taking any medicine mm-hmm. at all. And so he's like, I have this and this and this. What do I take? And I'm like, aha, let me. Yep. <laughs> I do my the collection. same thing with Jeremy. Yeah. Let me open my pharmacy. Yes. Yep. <laughs> So uh, we move into some talk about crime scene cleanup on movies and TV. I cannot for the life of me remember how we got onto this. But Luke's point is that um, when there has been some sort of awful bloody murder on a TV show and you see someone cleaning it up, it's always just them with like a wet towel kind of swishing the (laughs) blood around on the floor. And it's never actually cleaning anything up. It is frustrating. Mm hmm. Yep, that and people who are uh, drinking out of coffee cups that are clearly empty are my other <laughs> pet peeve in movies. Yes. Or picking things up that are empty, like something yes. that's supposed to be heavy that is clearly not. <laughs> and uh, getting into the top story for today, the tenors, formerly the Canadian tenors, I think the tenors is the worst group name mm-hmm. yeah. ever. Uh, performed the Canadian National Anthem at the All-Star Game, and one of their members, this guy Remy, changed the words of his little solo portion and held up an All Lives Matter sign, which understandably set the internet ablaze. (laughs) Um, And looking at his Twitter feed, Luke says that Remy clearly fancies himself a real mystic. He seems <laughs> to like to write, quote, profound unquote, <laughs> tweets, and then credits himself. That was my favorite part. Yeah. I But he's not joking. That's the thing. It no, would be funny sincere. if it was a joke, but it's not, nope. it's not a joke. And I like that he was taking other poems and song lyrics and then attributing to himself. <laughs> From from my uh, admittedly sort of surface look at this, basically all I know is what Luke said. It seems to him like he is in earnest and that he thinks of himself as a deep thinker. But um, it reminded me of Jack Handy on SNL. Yes. <laughs> deep thoughts of Jack Handy, which are about as Those deep as a mud puddle. Yeah. So I have no doubt that he was sincere and that he really believes in togetherness and why can't we all get along and that he just doesn't actually understand what all lives matter really symbolizes. Right. They got into this and uh, Luke wants to know why all lives matter is controversial. And I thought, danger, danger, yeah, yeah. Stop, 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 back stop. away, yeah. Luke. This is not a conversation that you You're want gonna to get, have. He got 345 emails before the episode was over. Yeah, right. And he... 
thankfully, he didn't get too deep in it. He did seem to understand that it, it is a problem. He well, wasn't Andrew has a very clear... Not. Andrew understands it perfectly, yes. I think. So yes. hopefully he counterbalanced that mm-hmm. yes. weird question. A- Andrew brought up that it's all about context and that, yes, all lives do matter. But when you are saying it as a response to Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. then it's um, marginalizing that whole movement so i I was really nervous about that and i'm glad that they stayed um on the right side of this discussion let's put it that way (laughs) didn't get into another discussion about the pope or voting yeah oh god they get into a list of rejected washington state vanity plates I didn't write anything down. I mean, I was listening at work, so I, mm-hmm. I wrote them all down on a piece of paper just to play along as they were talking about it. But I want to know why people want vanity plates in the first place. Mm. Anybody? <laughs> I don't know. I had them and my car was targeted all the time. Oh. I mean, like, keyed and my tire was uh, slashed. So wow. I, I'm anti them. But I always think it's fun to try to guess what they say. Mm -hmm. And then I usually and then I get frustrated when I can't figure it out, which is probably just like their last name or some inside joke or something like that. I thought I always thought it'd be fun. Like if I was going to be a criminal to have one that said like M W W M M W W M M so that a cop couldn't really read it very well. Oh, so it just looked like a bunch of zigzags. (laughs) 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 That was my criminal mastermind plan when I was a kid. I like it. That's really good. Because how are they going to call that plate in? Uh, yeah. M, I don't know. Like a bunch of something. Yeah. They'd never get it right if I was speeding no. away. No. Uh, okay. So that's vanity plates. They get into uh, the first part of a discussion about Daryl Hammond and KFC commercials, which I think we'll get into a little bit more tomorrow. And this is a discussion that any of us who listen to After These Messages have already Mm -hmm. heard about in great detail. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite sure what the fascination with Daryl Hammond is, but Luke says he finds him to be too quirky, which is not really a word that I would pick to describe Daryl Hammond, but I guess to each his own. I find him very boring. Yes. And even the next day they call him the, the beige of names i think so his name is boring and i think he is the beige of people yeah mm-hmm. and he doesn't i i don't know he he doesn't seem to be quirky to me he seems weird like mm-hmm. he's a weird person and he i know he's had a lot of um drug problems and so forth so i think he might actually just be strange mm-hmm. rather than anything else but we can mm-hmm. talk more about that on thursday's episode and uh, finally, we get a couple of Pokemon Go advice emails, one from Ian and one from you, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God you did. No kidding. <laughs> well, so I hardly ever write into them, but I, I even said, I know you're getting a million of these, but I just want to give you advice for Seattle. And that's what my, the, po- the portion of the email that he read is that basically before work, at lunch, and after work, you can't get on the servers. So I told them that if they wanted to have good um, fodder for the for the podcast, they need to do it in between those times, and then also go to a big area that has lots of action. So that's all I wanted to tell them. But I I started the email with 
I have no idea why I'm into this game. I <laughs> don't understand Pokemon. That was, you know, I was well into college. I I didn't even know, like, are these animals your enemies, your friends? Are you <laughs> killing them? I have no idea anything about it. And also, I don't like video games. I, the last video game I was into was Tetris on the original Nintendo. Wow. I've never been into mobile gaming. Like, everyone was into Candy Crush. I'm like, I played it for... Until I died once and I said, nope, I'm not into it and deleted it. And Jeremy keeps saying, any day now, I suspect you're just going to go, I'm over it and just delete everything and <laughs> never talk about it again. <laughs> Which is the case. So when the first time I had server issues, I was like, nope, one more time and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was my email that they read. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, Thursday, 2163 intoxication delayed is intoxication denied um luke traveled down to seattle to do the podcast at andrew's house and he's sitting in his palace atop his gold throne in his (laughs) well-appointed wallingford apartment um they immediately start talking about daryl hammond and the jim gaffigan thing with the kfc commercial Mm and how um Hammond thought that he was like being groomed to to lead the empire of KFC commercials and be the colonel forever and ever and then just Gaffigan got swooped in and kind of just took over and it seemed to really irritate him and then so we get this clip from the Opie show I guess um, and they kind of discuss it a little bit but I never I don't think we really got to a conclusion I think that he just was terrible and so they came up with this they did a plan B. They called Don Draper in and did a plan B of, <laughs> I know, let's make this funny. And let's because have it rotating he, to mm-hmm. different tons of different comedians. Because of how he talks about it, it is true, right? Yeah. I mean, like mm-hmm. getting brought in by the family and all Sending this stuff. Sending books none, about yeah, the company. And no one else got that treatment. And they were all told from the beginning, oh, this is a temporary thing and this is the way we're going. Yeah, so they just realized that Daryl Hammond is the beige of actors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they didn't want to carry on with that. Well, um, that's a good thing, though, for him, because he's known as an impressionist. So you right. don't want somebody that stands out. You want somebody who can take on a whole lot of different personas. Mm-hmm. Um, then we t- Luke talks about going to a strip club with Jim Gaffigan, <laughs> which really surprised me because Gaffigan is like, extremely Catholic. Right. And so family oriented. I mean, all his um, comedy these days seems to be about family. Yeah. Those are the ones I trust the least. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a vegan strip club in yes. Portland. Yeah. Yes. With a video poker room. Well, and that's yeah. where Luke spent most of his time because he just wanted to gamble. Mm-hmm. So and then he also told a weird story, which I don't know if I've ever heard about him slipping into an empty bar in New Orleans and then the bartender pouring him a drink and then doing a weird dance. Yeah, I've never heard that story either. Oh, that sounds like the most uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. And then to sit, make eye contact and say, Ugh, what? No tip. No tip. Oh, all <laughs> of those things are my worst nightmare. Yes. Everything that happened there. How would you ever enjoy that? How lecherous would you have to be to just be like, yeah, how? Yeah, no. How how much do you really need a drink to stay there? Yeah. No, I would just throw down $10 and no, run away. And, yeah, run as fast as you can. Um, and they talk, about, of- they talk about eating, I want to address, eating at the strip club. Why would you ever eat at a strip That's club? That's a thing. That's a thing that people do. Yeah, they have like buffets. Mm-hmm. Like $5 buffets. How I Met Your Mother, that was a big 
storyline is them going to the buffet at the strip club. <laughs> is it just to legitimize the experience? Like, oh, no, I'm going for the food. Well, I think that there's laws about serving liquor with food. Like, you have to have some kind of food offering. It probably helps people stay longer. Oh. Yeah. And I also had a thought about the alcohol. Andrew was saying he went to one that didn't have alcohol. And I think it depends on the level of, sorry, Aiden, sorry, Aiden, sorry, Aiden, mm-hmm. of the level of nudity at the strip club. You can't mm-hmm. have alcohol if it's like full nudity, I think. Well, in Portland, you can. That's you can. the reason okay. why people go there. And that's why it's known as this, like, there's, I think it's, there. someone can, will, will and can correct me that there's more strip clubs per capita in Portland than anywhere else. And a lot of people, because we, in Washington, you can't have alcohol. So you pay $12 for a watered down soda. Right. And then, of course, then people leave. Like Andrew said, it's like, oh, there's no booze here. I'm out. Yeah. Um, so we can't have that. So a lot of people go to Portland so that they can drink watered down alcohol beverages <laughs> and, and watch strippers. <laughs> I've only been to one strip club once and it was a man strip club and it was oh. gross and I hated it. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I think I told that story on the show. It was the volleyball coach at my university. Yes, gave me a lap dance. Yes. I can't imagine what the smell is like in that place. Oh. I think this was when smoking was still allowed in Michigan oh, bars. So it just reeked of cigarettes. Yeah. They, they only outlawed that very recently, like right before I moved to Texas a few years ago. So it was yeah. gross all around. Um then we kind of start talking for some reason about Mormons who saying they can't have warmed caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still a little bit confused about that because some people seem to say it's okay to have like herbal tea and some say it's not. And some say you can have caffeine free Coke, but you can't have caffeine Coke. I think that it's one of those, what the Bible says first, I mean, and the, this is their book of Mormon, what the, what the, the text says versus what is in practice like doctrine mm-hmm. and i think that it's all church related because some people on then then this um spawned a thread on tv show like oh i'm mormon and we have hot chocolate which is yeah first that's of all, a warm drink isn't it's it? a warm drink that also has a tiny bit of caffeine because chocolate has caffeine in yeah, it good point. so and I, I, Mormons I know drink Mountain Dew like crazy, but yeah, they <laughs> coffee like no, don't even do it. That'll send you straight to hell. Yep. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. And then you have to go back to the time, like what was happening at the time of when this was written, and probably coffee was the only thing, mm-hmm. and it was a stimulant. Yeah, there probably wasn't a lot of hot chocolate then. Yeah, so I, it's just a stimulant thing. So. Yeah. Any caffeine is a stimulant, alcohol, that kind of thing. They didn't have Mountain Dew written into the Book of Mormon at all. So <laughs> no, that's, that's fair game. <laughs> but there, there is a, um, uh, what is that called? Uh, uh, not a lie wh- where it had to be um, busted or whatever myth. There's an old myth or or um, wives' tale that caffeine was illegal, and then the Mormon Church bought a huge percentage of Coke and or Pepsi, depending on which thing you read and that's not true oh yeah but i heard that mm-hmm. that was that was always a thing like oh caffeine was the illegal until they bought until coke. they had a financial interest in right selling but that's not true yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> it makes sense i would believe that it. was snoped <laughs> okay um luke talks about going to get a haircut in seattle while he's in the big city mm-hmm. and he makes a horrible joke yes. to the poor woman cutting his hair about cinching his his gown tighter because he wants to 
be autoerotically asphyxiated, which right. doesn't even make a lot of sense, as no. uh, I think Mike or Bobby pointed out in our chat. Like, you do that to yourself. You don't have right. someone else do it. Otherwise, yeah, that's it's not the auto. the auto part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my friend is a stylist, and she's been doing it for 20 years or something, and she actually won't cut men's hair except for her husband and her and kids. Or if um, I called in and said, hey, my friend, he's cool. Can you do it? Like he's not a freak. They have to, because men are weird about it. She said that when she was in school, because they have to cut a certain amount, so they do it for free or the school does for a reduce, men would come in to get off. Ew. <laughs> because you're in close quarters. Is this the scalp and, massage thing? And, well, no, like boobs are touching a little bit Ugh. sometimes and... Yeah, she said it was so gross that she just decided as soon as school's done, she's never cutting a man's hair. Wait, Come on, how, guys. H- how hardcore yeah. is this? I mean, are we like under the cape no. touching oneself? Or? Yeah, some. Mm-hmm. She oh. had that before. No. Yep. What is wrong guys. with you guys? People are disgusting. Men are disgusting. Let's say that. <laughs> so I can just... If, if that would have happened to her, if someone said something like that, she probably just would have been... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Props to this poor lady who kept cutting his hair and didn't just throw him out. Yeah. On the and, it, and it's just, I know he's not being creepy. It's just he doesn't, he's uncomfortable and he doesn't really mm-hmm. know what to say. And then he probably sat there the entire whole haircut like, I don't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I said that. I feel so dumb. I'm, I'm surprised he brought it up. Me too. Mm-hmm. He seems yeah. so smooth in conversation usually. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she's I mean, probably used to it. I mean, if yeah. she works at Rudy's, she cuts right, right, a lot right. of guys' hair. Right, right. Rudy's like punk rock kind That's of hairstyle, too. Like, they have um, punk music blasting really loud. You can't take... Uh, they don't take reservations. You just kind of sit in this area. Everybody's covered in tattoos. So I could see that. I don't know. Yeah, she's probably used to it. Um, a strange transition to five animals to replace your family pet. <laughs> they made this sound like this was in some sort of, like reputable journal i don't yeah. think it was no <laughs> and it didn't make a lot of sense and i took i took as good a notes as i can but i still only wrote down four um which was a deer a sika deer a wallaby maybe a llama and a civet which i didn't even know what that is and that's four i missed something. i think there was another wallaby i think yeah. there's two oh okay yep there was the agile wallaby and the tamar wallaby <laughs> I don't understand. Who wrote this? Where did this article come from? Is it Australia? Because where do you get a wallaby? Yeah, Australia. Yeah, Yeah, this was an Australian thing. And maybe people there, uh, because it's, I I just imagine it being really hot and everyone having these like open houses. Where these things can just wander in from the backyard. (laughs) Like, oh, now I have a wallaby. Okay. Right. Well, and I think llama, it's cheating. Yeah. It's cheating to put two wallabies on the list. It is. Yeah, cheating. I mean, you can't go into specific types of animal, like right. saying a, a a white-tailed deer and a I don't know. I don't know any other kinds of deer. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, <he> could deer. <laughs> um, and then they they use this uh, replacement for cats to talk about how Luke maybe will be getting a cat soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like Carrie wants a cat. And um, I think that'd be a good idea as long as they could keep Rudy um, and the cat peaceful. That's that's mm-hmm. always a struggle in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andrew kind of sounds like maybe he's not in favor of this because his furniture is getting clawed to bits by his cats. Yeah. I agree. Whenever we had an indoor-outdoor cat, that wasn't an issue. But as soon as they're indoor only, 
It's because cats have to. I mean, that's what those scratching posts are for, right? They have to like get their nails. Yeah, they have to. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a scent thing. That's that's how they put their scent on things. They have glands mm-hmm. in their paws, and they also have this stretching and and marking their territory and yeah, sharpening their claws. And they, I have four indoor cats, and our furniture is okay. We we don't get furniture with woven cloth because yeah. they just tear that right. to pieces. So we have microfiber slash ultra suede and leather, and they leave that alone for the most part. Um, they try to get our ultra suede couch, but what I've done is what I've found works the best is double-sided tape and pet stores will sell huge. It's like duct tape size mm-hmm. and you put it along wherever the sides or the edges of where, where they're going to scratch. And they learn eventually they hate the sticky feeling on their paws and they, they learn to leave it alone. And I also put um, those cardboard scratchy things with catnip in them from Trader Joe's. I put them on the ground next to the couch. So they scratch those instead. So it's Ooh, really fine. Smart. Like I think declawing is cruel and mm-hmm. um, you can also get those soft paw things to put over their claws so that they can't actually destroy things. So there are do ways those, around it. Do those stay on? Yeah, they have little glue inside of them. Oh, So you have to replace mm-hmm. them every once in a while, but they do, they do a good job. I also trim their nails all the time. So it's a lot of work, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you with like an assembly line of cats. <laughs> That's yeah. my day. I work from home and Next. they fight over who gets to sit in my lap and there's a rotation. Aww. So like one will sleep there for an hour and while they're asleep, I'll covertly clip their nails and <laughs> then they'll smart. wake up and leave and somebody else will come and I'll do the same thing. So yeah, that's You're pretty like much accurate. whisper. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they did destroy, we have a footstool that was made of microfiber, but apparently it was cheaper than I thought it was and they just tore it to shreds. So I threw a blanket over it and now it's the cat bed in my office. So they claimed that and mm-hmm. it's theirs. So there was there have been a couple casualties, but they're pretty minimal. Well, also if you have outdoor indoor outdoor cats, you um can ha- you don't have to have a litter box. Not necessarily, Ooh. yeah, unless they're in for you know all night or something. But yeah, I do have one cat who only goes our backyard's all fenced in, and he's sixteen, and he's he goes outside and he eats grass and throws it up and comes back yep. inside. That's yep. all he ever does, and I'm like, oh, that's yep. fine. Yeah. I'm not letting any of the others out because there's cars and and coyotes yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, you have to be ready for their life to be a lot shorter. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and I used to let them out, but it's just not worth it to me anymore. The vet bills and the disappearing, right. and I'm not into it. So yeah, you it's a compromise. But I I love obviously I love cats, so I think it's worth it to take a few pr- measures and just give them things that they like better than your furniture to sleep yeah. on and scratch on. Mm-hmm. That's also been a tactic that's worked for us. Um, this kind of moves on to a discussion about. Um, keeping old things um andrew used to keep all of his old phones (laughs) like it sounds like he got emotionally attached to them and couldn't bear to get rid of them Mm -hmm. i was always excited to like give me the rebate for my old one right i don't care (laughs) like give me 50 dollars off my new phone that's fine um and then he was so chatty with the sales guy on his last phone that he didn't get his vr headset and was vives was kind of bummed that she didn't Mm -hmm. get to play with it so uh he went and tried to get one um Luke also said Carrie was attached to like an old flip phone, like this one specific flip phone. Do you guys have these kind of attachments to your old phones? Yeah. I, I don't have very many old phones because I... You're new to like, it. Like Andrew, I got on the cell phone train pretty late. And the phone that I have now that I got a year ago is actually my first smartphone. So I was old schooling it up before that. And I think I have the the last dumb phone because the... 
the guy said, oh, why don't you just keep it just in case? Because it's still new enough that if something went wrong, you could use it. Yeah. But then the other ones I think I donated to, um, I don't know, on campus where I work, there's a ROTC military outfit, you know, like most universities, and they have a cell phone donation mm-hmm. station or something. Mm-hmm. So I've mm-hmm. put a couple of real oldie moldies in there. Um, I... I keep usually keep the last one just in case something happens. So then you have something to go to. But the only time I've had an emotional attachment to a phone was a hatred. And that's when (laughs) I had a Blackberry and was had a job where I was on call 24 hours a day. And when I got done with that job, I threw it into Lake Washington. (laughs) (laughs) So that must have felt really good. It felt so good. It kind of skipped like a rock, like a cross. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- this moves on to uh, the from virtual reality to HD TV and 3D TV. And I have to say, I have I have a TV with 3D capabilities, and I have never used it, and I don't even know how I would, and I have no desire to do that. And sometimes the HD does look weird. It looks yeah. so weird, especially sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. sports do look strange. Yeah. And someone put a really good explanation on the Stens page about how uh say tv is recorded in 30 frames per second and then the tv actually fills in the gaps between them so it's like 60 frames per second Mm -hmm. it just kind of averages everything in and so that's not actually real so that's why it looks so strange to us yeah and until until people figured out like on the news that their makeup was extraordinarily visible on these (laughs) tvs people's skin looked so weird weird yeah Still does sometimes. Andrew says he's, you know, he, he reasserts his old man status and says he prefers the janky mechanical shark on film from Jaws <laughs> to some cool 3D effects. I'm not sure I agree. I, I see the charm in that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something interesting and, and fun about that. But mm-hmm. um, when 3D is done well, I think it's pretty interesting in a movie, but I just don't want to mm-hmm. do that at home. No. I would say that I still, I'm with Andrew a little bit like when I watched the original Star Wars. Those special effects are surprisingly good. Yes, for the time they really are. I like those better than the ones, especially on the whatever episode one, two, and three, where everything was just all green screened. Mm -hmm. That wasn't enjoyable to me at all. No, not at all. Um, And also you just know that there's stuntmen and women doing these crazy things, and now it's just computer animated mm-hmm. yes so it's not as cool so it's I not just even went, possible right i just went and saw the new ghostbusters it's amazing everyone should go see it but the ghosts in the new version versus the old one they are so scary really <laughs> yes oh my gosh so don't They're, take your kids no well i don't know if they've seen the first one and they get the concept i guess it might be okay a little bit older or younger might be okay because it goes over their head mm-hmm. um but it's so funny i mean they advertised it before the secret life of pets so then i thought oh well maybe it's okay oh right to take ellie yeah i think she's asking to go see it because she saw the commercial for it um so i think i might at home show her the original and if she can get through that and not be scared of ghosts or whatever then i'll take her to see this there's one, some scary stuff in the original there is that yeah. baby and there's you know. so it's um it's so funny everybody seriously needs to go see it but i i think especially little girls need to see a movie where it's all women heroes mm-hmm. yeah we don't smart get too many scientists. of those 
No. I love how angry that's made men. Me too. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) And they speak to that in the show. Oh, do they? And that makes me just laugh. Good. I want to see it. It was funny as I saw it yesterday and Jeremy's never seen the original. So I'm laughing because they have inside <laughs> jokes from the originals. Mm-hmm. They have cameos. And he's like, what, what, what's happening? What, oh. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know that there would be that kind of situation. So maybe we should have watched yeah, it. Yeah, go watch order. the original first or yeah. brush up on it. And I, then we saw don't it watch at Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Just watch the first yes. one. Yes, <laughs> yes. We did a quote along, I think, Ghostbusters at the Alamo Draft House, where they give you little toys and props, oh, and they put the the famous word. You know, you don't say mm-hmm. all the lines, but the famous right. one-liners. You you they put the words on the screen like a karaoke, and you all yell. The whole theater yells them out. Yeah, that was really really fun. So that was a fun warm up for this, and I think we're going to go see it today or tomorrow. Um, I'll tell you, I'm not going to say anything, but stay past the um. Oh, the, the credits? The, mm-hmm, stay okay. past all the credits. There's Good. a couple surprises that okay. you'll love, especially if you've seen the original. Okay. I don't There's know about much... this. I'm not Go good ahead. with scary movies. It's not scary. There's a couple of things that jump out, which I like jumped out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, it's not scary because you know that ghosts don't exist. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Wait, <you> know. <laughs> that's, that's making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> All right. There's not much to more for today, but I do have to mention this ad that we got treated oh, to no. from the Splendid Table, this kind of insufferable Oops. British lady who thinks that rosemary is the best herb to improve your memory <laughs> from ginkgo. And and it's not, um, first of all. So this, this was kind of an interesting discussion we had on the Facebook page. Somebody put up like, oh, really? As effective as ginkgo? So not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Which is true. Like ginkgo isn't good at that either and this actually i spent a good long time looking up this research because i was trying to say like well maybe there is something to the chemical Mm. in rosemary that could stimulate your brain a little bit that's not a crazy idea and so i went and looked up the research and there's this one guy named mark moss um who's at the university of northumbria in england and he's super into researching rosemary and sage and oxygen and it's not all garbage um there's a couple studies but a lot of the times the they compare rosemary to lavender to control and the the rosemary and the lavender did better than the control but like they didn't do better than each other and and it wasn't a very big thing it was like when the the things that made a difference were like um does this room smell more than the control room <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay. Do you remember my phone number now? <laughs> and it wasn't even that. It was like measure the amount of smell. It was significant. Like because no. they had a smell in one room and not in the other. Like, okay. So it wasn't very compelling. I couldn't find anything where they compared ginkgo to rosemary. So I don't know what that lady was talking about. And I looked up her name and her name was like Gecko Venjeka. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, for whatever that's worth. Um, so I don't think that's a reliable thing. Sorry, Splendid Table. But it did make me hungry for rosemary. Yeah, rosemary bread. Like, I make these oh, rosemary so rolls that are amazing. little salt on top and some oh, rosemary. Oh, that sounds amazing. There's this place in actually Bellingham that makes rosemary lemonade. That's so good. Um, so I always get, every time she says that, I just say, I don't care about my let's memory. Let's get I just some want lemonade. Some of that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's all I got for Thursday. Okay, now we're on to Friday, 2164. There's a Charmander is coming. <laughs> the Charmander is coming from inside the house, which is one of my favorite lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start the episode. They're at Andrew's house, 
and this is filmed probably right after they do the Thursday episode. Yeah. Um, because it happened on Thursday, and they've decided to start downloading the game. Um, which so when I sent the email, I thought they had done a ton of research on <laughs> how to play the game, what to do, that they were getting lots of emails. They really should have downloaded it. They should, well, they yeah. may have gotten lots of emails, but, but I doubt they read them all. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they they start they start to do it. They um don't know how, which to be fair, they don't really have anything they just have no, a bunch of don't, tips like, and tricks they don't explain to you how it works i just no. sort of like i i did the same thing they did it was like am i killing this thing how do i use right. this little ball right. like what do, it just was trial and error yeah and Can i we have, just say right now that you're not killing the pokemon? no you're not no, killing you're, you're, you're catching are, the pokemon you are enslaving them so you're enslaving them and training them to, to fight be your for army you. right right well so there is a little grossness to and i found that out because when i decide to be into something I have to do a lot of research. And so I was like, what are a Pokemon? And then, so then I got into different discussions like this, that you're enslaving animals to work for you versus (laughs) they're your friends and you like them and you're feeding them and they're more happy now. So I went back and forth. Um, So I knew what was happening. And, but at first I'm like, so these Pokeballs that I had heard of, but I didn't know what they were. I didn't know if you were like, so turns out you throw it at it and then it sucks it in like a vacuum mm-hmm. like the ghostbusters like the ghostbusters right and um i thought you were just like trying to nail it in the head until it died <laughs> but it that's not the case yeah <laughs> so um they're they start to log in we find out that luke's phone has phone herpes which is the best <laughs> the best way to describe something i'm not shocked um, yeah <laughs> And we also learned that Andrew knows all of Luke's passwords. And that, that sort of freaks weird. carry out. <laughs> that would freak me out Rightly too. Rightly so. Yeah. I love the a commonly used one that doesn't start with P. <laughs> <laughs> Although somebody has to wrangle Luke in his password situation. Why not yeah. Andrew? They exactly. work at the exactly. same place. <laughs> I'm sure that he has to often get stuff like on the road i can see that so it's good it's good to have that person a trusted friend right right and if luke dies tragically andrew can go in and delete everything all his internet history before you know i gotta say duff and i kind of have arranged our whole lives um i deal with most of the bills and all that logistic stuff but in case i get hit by a bus he needs to know how to take that over Mm -hmm. and since we have a zillion different accounts and passwords and 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 user ids and between the both of us and the household and blah 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 i have a spreadsheet and it does not have the password, but it has a code to the password. So if you one know of yep. certain things, you know the formula, and you know these certain personal things about us, then you can figure out the password. I don't have any of them memorized. I just look at the spreadsheet and figure mm-hmm. it out. And so if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, he'll still be able to pay the bills, and he'll know where that's all coming from and going. Um, and and that because that really scared us. It's like you know he would have to reset everything, or he would miss stuff, and then the house would get taken away <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever. For sure. So I'm very concerned about like, and it's hard when you have two two people who have their own stuff. Um, you have to be on the same page somehow, and this is the way that works for us. So if that works for him and Andrew, more yeah. power to him. <laughs> yeah, I have the same thing, but I just don't have anybody else who knows. But it's just oh, so no, the code can... or anything. It's just me. Yeah. I have, I pretty much, Jeremy knows all of it. I, 
Yeah. Except for like a couple things. And then I just have my friend and she's going to go in and like kill my Facebook and mm-hmm. <laughs> do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have notes like next to my social media accounts. Like if I die, please delete this. Yeah. Uh, so they talk a little bit about what's happening with the app because obviously it hasn't waned and it's only getting bigger. And at the time and as of today, it's only available in, officially in the U.S., New Zealand, and Australia. So can you imagine once it opens to the whole world oh, what this mm. thing is going to be like? They, so the tricking of the system is you can apparently go into your iPhone settings pretend it's in the u.s and then download it from the u.s itunes and the thing is that the game is already open so you can catch pokemon all over the world but you can't download the app weird so that's why the people are tricking it and then they can still play it Mm -hmm. because there's pictures of like um pokemon at the holocaust museum or the um buckingham palace like stuff like that um so it is happening worldwide just you can't download it. So I can't even imagine. First of all, they need to upgrade their servers because I'm going to get really upset. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. My sister so, sent me a picture. So she lives in Grand Rapids where I used to live. And she sent me a picture of the park in Grand Rapids downtown where the fireworks always are. And it is a mob of people mm-hmm. all staring at their phones. Like mm-hmm. they're all hanging out in this park. It's more people than I've seen at that park outside of the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And she said in her comments like, oh yeah, there's tons of pokey stops and lures and stuff right here. I was just walking by, but I'm playing now. Like this yeah. is what I'm doing for my evening. Yeah. <laughs> um, so last weekend when hardly anyone had it, Jeremy, we both, I think we both downloaded on Sunday because we're like, well, let's see what this thing is about. And he went to this park where we go, but hardly anyone is there ever. There was, he said there were so many people and he said, they kind of was a lot of indoor kids, if you know what I mean, (laughs) walking around on trails. And I love that by Monday, there were articles of, okay, guys, here's some tips for Pokemon that weren't how to get people, but wear sunscreen, stay hydrated, Mm -hmm. wear good shoes, because these are, this is getting people out that don't normally go outside. (laughs) That's good. As yeah, long as they're wa- looking both ways before they cross the street. Exactly. As long as you don't. Um, did you have you guys seen the video of the stampede that happened in Central yes. Park? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just don't hurt other people. <laughs> the Pokemon will still be there when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. Are the, have you heard of the privacy concerns and like getting robbed because of Pokemon? Is that a, right. a fear mongering or is that a legitimate I think that fear? It happened once, but here's the thing: is that you just can walk by it fast. You don't have to stop. So, I mean, I guess that because I'm all like a woman that <laughs> works in the city, I um, am always aware of my surroundings. So I would never just stop at a place and play a game if it just didn't feel safe or there is other people or something. I would just walk fast, get the get the goods from the Pokestop and just keep going. I don't know. Yeah. I, but I think that there's one story about someone getting robbed. And the privacy issues were fixed in the first update. There's already been at least one update. Yeah, because when I signed in, it said, you you know, I, I, I logged in through my Google account and it didn't mm-hmm. seem like overly invasive to like, yeah. you know, they just need to know my email address and my mm-hmm. location. And, and, and so many apps use those things that I was right. like, well, this doesn't seem that 
upsetting. Well, in a game based on your location, yeah, of course, it has to have your, it knows right. exactly where I am, which, right. but so my phone knows exactly where I am at all times. And exactly. So does Apple and so does Google. And right. that doesn't really freak me out. Right. You're not doing anything illegal. So who cares where you are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until you get that license plate. Right. Yeah. Um, So they finally get it installed and they don't know how to catch anything. (laughs) And they they just sit there. And I love how excited Luke was. He just sounded like a little kid. And he's like, it's in the house. It's in the house. And then Andrew couldn't see it. And he's like, come over here because it is true. It is location based. So if you move your phone, it's it's not there anymore. It has to be right where it's pinpointed. So he's like, come over here, come over here. And then Andrew goes, it's in my goddamn house. Get it out of here. Get the cats in here. And he was calling Theo to come eat them. Yeah, Theo, get in here. Um, I, it is so weird for it to be. So I play when I'm on the bus and walking the city or whatever. I actually turned off the augmented reality because you're basically taking pictures of people Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. very weird and it's very strange. So I have it, you can opt out and it just looks like a cartoon back, like a pokey world or something. And, um, it's actually easier to play and it doesn't drain your battery as much, Ah, but it it is, yeah, you, you totally can't. It's, it's, I mean, I don't, for anyone that's listening that wants to know how to do it, as soon as you go into the capture mode, it's in the top, right? It says AR and you just flip the switch. But the first time I was doing it and I was playing before bed, a rat popped up on my bed. I hate rats. And even though it's a cartoon rat and Andrew spoke to this a little bit, it's weird and gross. And I was like, I don't want rats living in my house and it's on the bed with me. Get it out of here. The first time I played, I think I was in the car. Duff was driving and... It was, I was like, oh, it's on the dashboard. There's one right here. It's on your steering wheel. He's like, you're going to kill us. Please stop that. (laughs) Like, okay, okay. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I turned that off because it's, it's really weird. And then you'll be doing it and uh, on the bus, you know, and the lady across the way and it's on her head and you're doing that and it glitches. And all of a sudden you have a picture of a stranger, like frozen mode. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty terrible. Okay. So. They don't know how to catch anything. And then Andrew decides to phone a friend, which happens to be me. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. And you were picking up stuff for your happy hour at work. Yeah. So every other Thursday we have a happy hour at work and I usually do like a food spread and we have a specialty drink and there's a theme. So, and it's an alphabet. So this week was M and the ingredient I had to use was mint. So I had to go with the M. Oh, fun. And I decided I had been sick for two days, so I decided to phone it in, which just means I go downstairs to the Irish pub and get, you know, get as much food as that will feed us. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually picking it up when they called, and I never either have my phone with me or have it ring. It's always on silent, but I was playing, I was playing, <laughs> on waiting for my food, and then my phone rings, and it's Andrew. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have to do this, but I was kind of flustered because they were bringing my food they were walking down from the kitchen I was signing the credit card and then I'm like the music's loud like as soon as he said they're recording I'm like oh I hope they can hear me and you sounded great and you didn't sound distracted either (laughs) that's good and I I wanted to say you know when they um 
when I said, you know, you flick it up, I wanted to say, you know, like with Tinder, when you swipe left or right, just do that up. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, don't have jokes. They're really like, because Luke goes, oh my God, oh my God, it's yeah. on the desk. Like, they're serious. <laughs> yeah, they're very serious. And they want to get this game done. And I'm sure I get, I get, I mean, they told me that they're, they're still at the house. So I'm like, oh, they haven't even left yet. And it's three thirty. What I think was funny is they asked me like, are you having after work drinks? It was like Three thirty. <laughs> I want to have Luke, a job. Do you have a drinking problem? <laughs> I want to have a job where I'm off at three o'clock and already having drinks. Although you you do get to drink at work. I know, I do, and it just starts at four, not three. Oh, so. well, that's a totally different situation. <laughs> right. But with the happy hours, I'm hosting it. And Meredith, as you know, being the host of many dinner parties, oh boy, it's not all fun. No, it's all work. <laughs> it's all work. I clean for half an hour before set up the food then i clean I, i'm just like get people out of here because it's like a 10 to 12 hour day for me yeah that's on exhausting the hours. Mm-hmm. it is so it's not fun for me uh let's see they then um so they capture it it glitches so they get all of the good <laughs> things they get the servers down they they get a glitch so they know how to clear those out um but um, my comment is, I still don't have a Charmander. Do you think Vives would be weird if I knock on their door and want to go into the office? <laughs> I hear you have a Charmander inside your house. Yeah. <laughs> Can I catch it? I will be really quick. I mean, it's just like when Andrew slammed the door on possibly the real world people. Right. <laughs> right. Which I'm more and more convinced that it was because I follow a Facebook page of stalking the real world. <laughs> Um, let's see. So they go to Gasworks. Gasworks is amazing. If you, if you're coming to Seattle to visit, you should go. And if you can't come to Seattle, watch 10 things I hate about you because there's a big classic scene that is filmed there when they, wait, which one, when they do paintball. Oh, okay. Yeah. There isn't actually a paintball thing there, but it is Gasworks. But they had paddle boats. They also don't have paddle boats. That's from from Green Lake. So they take like three different aspects of different parks and put it into that one. But it's filmed in Gasworks. Okay. So those big like metal things Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they hide between or whatever. Um, They come up with their usernames, which are amazing. Um, (laughs) And we learn that Andrew's bowling name is Hard Drain, (laughs) which Luke finds aggressive. (laughs) And I love the hot pockets yep, with a that's z great yeah and i'm sad that it was taken um but i also love dj gas pains mm-hmm. with the z yeah <laughs> i saw a username because the only time you see other people is when you're battling in a gym and i saw someone and he was guy fietti and i was like <laughs> jeremy we gotta beat this guy i don't know how to do it i don't like the battling part because it seems too violent for me but we gotta get this guy out of here that's <laughs> probably the real guy fieri it could be it could be yeah maybe it's because the only options for men's hair is spiky Mm -hmm. and a visor so like you kind of have to go with that (laughs) um they climb up to the top of what's actually called kite hill (laughs) because you fly your kites there and um they see two women that are playing and they talk to them and that was really great and part of the whole 
game is that people are meeting each other. I went to a dinner party on Friday, and a woman said she got two dates from playing Pokemon. Wow. What? Because you just go to these spots, especially when there's a lure, which is when at a Pokestop you put something in it and Pokemon are attracted to it. So people look at the map, and they go to that location, and they just stand there for half an hour while the lure's in and catch as many Pokemon as possible. Yeah. So what are you going to do while you're just standing there waiting for a little cartoon to pop up <laughs> is you have conversations right like oh like let me see how many you have mm-hmm. or where did you get that one? Oh, that's a good one or how long have you been playing like you just have conversations with strangers mm-hmm. and, and if you're me you just avert your eyes <laughs> but people <laughs> will talk, talk to, you. to anyone but people will talk to you right and you're not gonna not talk to them uh, I would politely respond <laughs> and then turn around and walk away. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but what if a Charmander comes and you miss it? <laughs> That's true. Somebody else has got to get it before it attacks me. Yeah. So the, that's the thing is I usually am more like you and I make as least a conversation as possible. But I went to pick up my car and I had it open because you have to count. You get one aspect of it is you get these eggs and when you walk you can't cheat it by being in a car or anything you have to walk and it hatches the eggs and you get rare items Mm. from the eggs so that's kind of cool it's making people walk all over the place and so I was walking counting my steps and the guy that was helping me check out was like oh you're playing and then we talked about about it for 30 minutes And normally I'd be like, oh, just stop. But I was just like really excited. And he was telling me good spots to go. And I was telling him. And it was, it's pretty amazing. It's getting people out there and also chatting with each other. And in Seattle, that's a huge thing because we're known as, I don't remember what it's called, the icy city or ice, the freeze, the Seattle freeze, because no one talks to each other. (laughs) We like people, we like each other's dogs more than we like the humans. Let's see. Um, I like, and I have gone through this too, is everybody with a cell phone is playing. You look at them and it's like, oh, they're playing. They're totally playing. Yep. Um, and Luke says, well, maybe they're just looking at porn like normal. You know, like when you're in a park <laughs> like at three o'clock normal. <laughs> the afternoon, standing next to children, just looking at porn. So that's what he assumes everyone's doing when they're looking at their phone. <laughs> right. Yeesh. I but, thought the whole dynamic between Luke and Andrew was really interesting in this because it was like a role reversal that Luke was so um, nervous to go where there was yes. other people that could see him. Yeah. And Andrew was just like, let's go over here with the mm-hmm. microphone. It was it's yeah. so different from what they usually do. Well, and that was another thing I put in my email. I'm like, don't just tell Luke to not be nervous. People are out there and they're talking to each other and there's nothing to be nervous about. And I'm sure that people would be love to be on a radio show or a podcast or something mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah. Their experience. Yeah. I was wondering if it comes from his, his need to look cool. Yeah. And I'm his sure fear they have that this is not cool. Headphones and a giant microphone and a recording device. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's talked he's, before about how he was supposed to go do man on the streets and he was just like, Nope. Yeah. Don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Just make something up. And then the last comment, which I totally agree, geese are the worst. Yeah, yes. they are scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have pretty predatory ones here, these Canadian geese or Canada geese, as yes. I've been 
corrected multiple times, um, <laughs> that will attack people, especially children. We've been and attacked by swans. I, I'm more afraid of swans Ooh. than geese. They're, they're swans huge. can break your arm. I know. Yeah, they're huge and gross. And they've also pooped up all of the lakes around here, yes. too. Yes, yes. Aside from so, being glow in the dark, their poop's terrible. <laughs> all cool poop should be it. glow in the dark. I know. That would think some about redeeming it. quality. Yeah. And that's it for Friday. Does anyone else have anything to add? Nope. Just that it's not pronounced Pokemon, which Luke mostly was doing. He kept referring to Pokemon. It's Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon? Uh-huh. Okay, Pokey. Uh-huh. I just call it the Pogo. That works. Oh, yeah, and it's it's also not Starbucks. Now, every <laughs> yeah. time he did that that whistle <laughs> in this episode, Eddie, I was listening on the speaker, and Eddie was going like, "What? What? What's happening? <laughs> what is that? It's like a dog whistle." <laughs> yes. <laughs> but now I want some Starbucks. Starbucks. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Luckily, there's one every three blocks. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so in housekeeping, archive the current episodes, please. Contact me. Um, we have some people slacking and other people are doing awesome like Anne and <laughs> Ashley <laughs> as always and Sarah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have an Amazon affiliate link. So if you're buying something on Amazon and don't already have a charity you give to or something else, you can go to littleredbandwagoncom slash Amazon and we'll get a couple fractions of a penny um on everything that you buy <laughs> there the tens map that ashley put together is pretty awesome and that's pinned to the top of the stens page and our page too i think okay how to get involved you can come and visit us at littleredbandwagon.com fill out the form to be on the show uh, you can find our Facebook page. You can find us on the Stens page. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And you can send us a voicemail at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Christy, do we have a preview on Nerd Out Loud? We are going to record with 10 scientist Kelly Folkers about the Zika virus. She's become an expert on that. Interesting. Yeah. So turn in for that. I feel like it's going to make me itchy. (laughs) It'll probably just make you afraid. Yeah. Well, I'm always (laughs) afraid. But um, (laughs) yeah. So tune in for that. All right, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. I don't, you know, cat around or anything. I just like to stay home. Like, she doesn't prevent me from doing anything. I love the idea home. of you catting around with just, uh, just a chicken fried steak yeah, in one hand well, yeah. and self loathing in the other. <laughs> hey, ladies. Exactly.